Let's do this. I don't want to spend another. Oh, sorry about that. It says my internet connection is unstable. But that being said, hello, boys and girls. Welcome to another exciting episode of the Texas Podcast Massacre. And I'm speaking of massacre, my hair looks a mess, guys. What the hell? Anyway, I should probably shower. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm Tank Rodriguez. I'm joined by our amazing, amazing host. Uh, we got Jimothy James Dean. Sup, sup, sup. Oh, actually, you know what? New homeowner, Jimothy James Dean. Well, not yet. We're don't, don't. <laughs> don't jinx it. Yeah, don't jinx it. Soon to be. Soon to be. New homeowner. Congratulations, sir. Uh, how are you doing, man? Besides all that. Hanging in there, man. Just yeah. we're not gonna, We won't go into it. Hanging in there. We're Hanging good. in there. You know, at least, it, you know, if it's a little to the left, that's good. I'll say this. 40, 40 milligrams of Selexa is my friend. Uh, those uh, SSRIs, man, they, they come in they, they, they come in handy sometimes. So good. thank God for modern, medic, modern medicine. Hey, better living, my friend. Better living through modern that's medicine. Right. That's awesome. Exactly. So. Indeed. And speaking of better living, we got West Virginia over here. Oh, I think he's in West Virginia or Virginia or somewhere uh, over in Nutton, Texas today. I mean, I mean the the great the great way north state of Vermont in the Vermont. Uh, there we go. On the, One on the of the east coast, West Virginia. Hey, we have mountains. West Virginia's got mountains. Uh, we got mountain people somewhere. Not sure. You know, West Virginia definitely has mountain people out there. So you know, hey, a lot of, a lot of rolling hills. I'm, I'm just glad. I'm just glad you're in a V and not in a P. And that, of course, is dirty, 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 Derek. Uh, you know, you know, you know me. I I definitely. Uh, Always pick my seats by making sure that there's a V in them. So. <laughs> you know, P also works for that, though. That's just you know, putting that out there. Yeah. Only, only, if, only if you're into that. Only if you're. You into chose that. the weirdly the the only other letter that really well. There can be C letters, T letters. I mean, there's other letters. Anyways, we digress. We 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 digress. I'm just happy that we got a John uh, Denver uh, reference on tonight's show. Because there uh, we go. As yeah, I was was traveling across, um, you know, America, America. America. Um, uh, Yeah, definitely a lot of there was a lot of a lot of John Denver jokes going on in my car which is which was very <laughs> funny i of course i always have to quote like dumb and dumber when we talk about like that john denver is full of shit <laughs> um, so of course you know being a dad i'm the only one who gets that joke and then i laugh to myself and then i'm like well this is this is great uh, but yeah <laughs> well uh so, but, you know we got we got dirty Derek, and you do. And I know you just talked right now, but are you doing all right today? I'm doing great, man. I'm, yeah, awesome. I'm doing. I'm doing great. I'm excited to to be recording. Uh, we did our other podcast a couple of days ago, so that was great. And uh, yeah, I'm going to talk about talk about one of my favorite subjects, which yeah. is, uh, and uh, with my with two of my favorite people. So exactly, even and better. Is, so and episode 101, you know, episode 101, yeah. yeah. And uh, we may or may not have recorded episode 100 yet, but Who knows? This is episode 101. That you know, you're listening to this. 100s already existed. You should have already listened to it. We had a great time. It was, it was, a, it was a blast. It was a blast. <laughs> so good, I don't remember it. <laughs> hey, um, before I ask you, uh, ask what y'all were you watching? Um, I'm not sure if you were going to bring this up, Derek, but did you hear? 
that they're actually going to make a Child's Play TV show. That's exactly what I was going to talk about, man. No, uh, we've, we've, we've talked about this on this podcast before. Yeah, we, Chucky. We, 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 well, we didn't talk Multiple about the times. We didn't talk about the trailer, though. No, um, no, we haven't talked about the trailer. Oh, oh, yeah, which, exactly. Which, so, yeah, I saw that. I was very excited. I, you know, I think Don Mancini is great. I, you know, the one thing I didn't realize about Don Mancini is I, I had no idea that he was gay. And not that it matters, but I just yeah. I thought it was very interesting. Just a fun fact. Uh, just a fun fact about Don Mancini. Um, and so I was really intrigued to learn that the, the main character um, in his show would represent the, uh, would be represented the GLBTQ community. So I thought that was kind of cool. The main character is going to be gay. And I'm like, that's fantastic. That's cool. So, I didn't, that um, I didn't hear weirdly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so I thought, wow, that's, that's really great. It's a great representation. Um, in horror, because I don't think there's always enough of that. And um, so I thought it was really interesting. And then I, what I also loved about it, if anybody hasn't watched the preview, it's very short, um, very to the point. Obviously, this is done in a pandemic, so you can't really get the practical effects. But you, get, you know, obviously, you know that it's Chucky, but I love that the trailer takes place in a toy store. And it's yeah. a toy store from the original uh, Child's Play. Mm. And I also love the TV show's canon with all the other, all the other movies. So, um, some really interesting. It's going to premiere on USA and Sci-Fi, so it's going to be a dual. Which channel. is so weird. Which was the thing I was like, "Wait, what?" Interesting um, choice, but you know, here what I, what I will say is, I'm actually really excited. That it's on Sci-Fi because Sci-Fi over the past few years has really upped its game in regards to like practical effects. And so, like, I love Blood Drive when that was on. That was kind of a weird kind of grindhouse, crazy uh, show graphic. I love I loved uh, Z Nation when it was on there. So uh, they have some good shows. You know, maybe their movies aren't always stellar, but um, I think when they do do TV shows, um, I love uh, you know um, Channel Zero. Um, so um, there's some there's some cool shows that are on Sci-Fi. So I'm I'm pretty excited that it's it's in production. It's going to be out in 21. Everything else is being pushed back due yeah. to due to COVID, stupid Corona. Um, except for Candyman, which I found. It's still coming out in October, so I thought that was kind of cool. Um, that that's the one thing that hasn't been pushed off. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm pretty I did see that. And I'm pretty excited to watch it. Um, I know people kind of crapped on me the remake. I actually didn't think it was all that bad. I just thought it could have been labeled something other than Child's Play. Um, but if it was a standalone movie that didn't have Chucky, I, I thought people would have really liked it a lot more. So um, I, I love that song. Like you are my buddy. Like that's so weird. It's so creepy. So here's my. T- I actually. I don't know. Did we talk about this on the podcast? I don't think so. I know you. I know you said you watched it, and I don't think you I really liked it. Circle back I, around it. I liked it. I liked how different it was. I liked that it was a new take. I'm okay with doing like alternate reality, like remakes, if they're so different, even in concept, that it's like, you know, almost like it. it maybe it's the comic book nerd in me of the multiverse the the alternate realities like if it exists in its own reality and like i said it's it's such a new take on it i'm okay with it um i think i'm more okay with it that it exists knowing we're getting chucky so that's been the thing since they announced it is that we were still getting a in canon child's play you know um the original child's play universe uh continuation so I think knowing that existed maybe made me less harsh on the remake. Um, but I liked it. And I thought, you know, if you're not going to Brad Dorf, I thought um, uh, Mark, you Hamill. Know, Mark Hamill was, was actually genuinely creepy in it. 
Um, I thought this, I, I don't know. I, I enjoyed it. I didn't think I was going to like it that much, but um, you know, again, if you're going to do something so different with taking away the voodoo and the, you know, sort of metaphysical magical aspect of the original film and do it just kind of a more modern take on it. I'm okay with that. Like, because okay. it's so different, but. One, one thing I have to call out, uh, I didn't realize this, but I just want to get your opinion. So the, the creepy janitor in that movie <laughs> looks exactly like Jack Black. Like, yeah, I wanted to talk about this. I thought it was Jack Black. So and too. I was like, what is he slumming in this movie as like this B-roll character? Then I looked the actor yes. up and I was like, what the fuck? He's like... No, he's like a Jack Black doppelganger. He's, a, he's, a, he's basically Jack Black cosplay. It's, it's yeah. crazy. Yeah, um, but I totally... I, I was in the same boat and that's why I wanted to bring it up because I totally thought he was Jack Black until... I actually until somebody was like, no, he's not Jack Black. And I'm like, are you sure? Because it looks exactly like Jack Black. Um, Watching I it, I was like, IMDb. yeah, because I think it was even he even sounds a little like Jack Black. But there's one point I'm like, wait, that's not Jack Black. So I, while watching it, I am I IMDb it, I IMDb it and saw the actor's name, and I was like, wait, what the fuck? And he does look a little different in other things. Yeah. But in that movie, I literally, I mean, it, I, I'm glad I'm not the only one. I'm glad you brought that up. I had completely forgotten no. that. But yes, 110. No. Yeah, it was the one thing that actually like really stuck out with me because I'm like, why is Jack Black in this movie? It's so like against type for him but then i was like good for him for trying something new that's not like tenacious d related but um <laughs> you know but in the same lines it wasn't him so i guess you know this poor guy probably didn't get any credit because everybody thinks it's jack black <laughs> i know exactly um, but yeah I, I agree with you i i actually really thought the take on it i think w- where people were kind of stuck on it is just for the fact that it was child's play and doll's name was chucky but you know, the, the fact that this is like an AI versus like the kind of the possession level movie. And I thought it was cool, man. I, I really appreciate the scene at the end. Um, like the kind of the big like battle royale, like, like yeah. see, I, you know, in some ways, like I felt a little bit bad for, for, for Chucky. And, yeah. uh, and I was like, yeah, man, I shouldn't be feeling this bad. I, I kind of want him to win. <laughs> um, you know. Well, actually, and it, one thing I'll give it is um, I actually like the, you know, unlike a lot of, the, especially in the 80s, like a lot of the heroine kids in these movies, especially in horror movies, are always sort of picked on kids or they don't, you know, they're sort of the misfits. Like this kid was like a charming, nice kid that actually got a group of pretty dedicated friends and stuff. Yeah. And they were pretty much for, especially because a lot of these kids, especially in horror movies, kids can be really obnoxious yeah. um, and very unlikable. And I, I actually really like the, the cast of kids. But actually, like I said, it, there's a sympathetic element to the Chucky in this because. Yeah. You know, he feels like his friend is being taken away, and and I also thought the violence was fucking amazing. So oh, yeah, yeah, I mean the whole like the whole uh, like snowblower like killer yep. scene yep. Um, with the guy, and then the watermelon scene. Um, yep. I, I thought it was fucking fantastic. Like um, there were some really good uh, the AI car. Um, all of it was like really super. Yes, yeah, so that was um, yeah, really ingenious inter- and stuff. Interesting, yeah. Um, so I, I mean, I, I do agree. I think there was an element. Um, kids can be obnoxious and um but also funny i you know i, I love that uh you know chucky was trying they were watching texas chains on that's and, and the chucky was trying to like emulate yeah you'll hate that so i'm like you know it was funny i i kind of actually really hope that they and i thought there was they were actually going to do this and I, I heard rumors that they are is going to do a sequel to that and like continuation so i'm kind of interested to see where they take it um i'd be very interested. Not, I, you know, I would but, yeah, I mean, I, like I said, if it if it continues on as its own universe, that's cool. Like, as long as it's not replacing the output of, you know, 
you know, the Brad Dorf iteration of Chucky. No. As long as they're like both exist, I'm, I'm okay with that. Yeah, but, you and me both. Yeah, I'm, I'm totally on board with that. I, I let him do their own thing. Like let Don Mancini do his show. You know, obviously he's got his thing going on with Brad Dorf, Jennifer Tilly, um, and that cast of characters. Like this one, Branch Off, I actually like the kids. Um, Audrey Plaza as a mom was great. Yep. Uh, so, it's funny uh, though that Audrey Pla- Aubrey Plaza is getting to the age where she's playing moms because in my head she'll be forever like 21, but you know, know. it's just weird. Uh, well, she was, it's as we get older. She was a milk. So, yeah. Yeah. yeah, for real. Um, but yeah, sure. hey, what y'all been watching? James, I'm going <laughs> to let you jump into this because, uh, because you had so much to go over, and I'll just I'll jump in at the end if there's time. I've so literally I've watched so much horror. I can't even bring anything up, but I felt like in the last few weeks, first off, shout outs to Amazon, uh, Amazon prime. They've added so many amazing, especially like my wheelhouse of like the eighties, early nineties, like, yeah. like kind of stuff. Um, right now the church is streaming on Amazon. So if you've never seen it, it's again, it's one of my, I brought up on this podcast before, but it's, it's, I love that movie. Uh, Demon wind is back up, but anyways, so I watched a, a bunch, um, the first thing I'll say, which um, I have the most mixed feelings about, is I watched the new Grudge. Um, I don't know if for the for the first time I don't even know if I liked it. I don't know if it's a good movie or bad movie. Like there is, like technically on paper, first off, I liked that the writer director definitely paid homage to the original Juon series. Um, the fact that you know it it, it has it's directly tied to the Japanese films um, in story. Um, the cast was really good. Um, it, it looked good. Uh, I thought the ending was pretty good. I just don't know if I like it. It's the weirdest thing. Like, you know, I left to say, I left the theater. I saw it when it first came out. Cause I, mm-hmm. I really liked the grudge and I thought it was a good continuation. No, I really did like to your point that they tied it back to the original, mm-hmm. which I thought was great. Um, obviously the, the other two, especially the third grudge, you know, it's like, eh, um, yeah. said more of an urban setting. Um, but yeah, I, I left there not really quite sure what to think of it. Um, you know, obviously, I think we all know what kind of where the story ends with, yeah. with those characters. But um, yeah, it was, it was really interesting. I kind of left there like, I, I think part of it could have been the characters for me. Like, I didn't really like the lead female. The female cop? Yeah, the female cop. Just something about her, like, did not make me really care a whole lot um, about her. So I, I think that was really hard for me to get into the film. I actually liked the other cop under, uh, kind of. The so the other, scene. let's talk about the other cop real quick because the only thing I know him from is from um, uh, the Quentin Tarantino uh, uh, um, Hateful Eight. It's the only thing I know him from. He plays uh, Bob, I think Bob, Bob the Mexican. Yes. <laughs> uh, uh, but he has such a weird, distinct, not only voice slash maybe accent, but he has a really weird cadence. And he, he like he has a very specific way of talking that actually found incredibly distracting. And he kind of mumbles a little bit. I think. Well, I honestly think one of the biggest things for me, which I think was hard for me, is that I don't know if it handled really well constantly changing timelines or, or stories of going between the different owners and yeah, everything. Yeah. Um, um, even though each of those segments had really, and you know, like, um, uh, uh, is it John Chen? Yeah. John Cho. Um, John. Yeah. Like, like the like I said, the, I think I can see your point with the main actress. I felt like she felt a little flat sometimes. And I didn't really, I didn't feel her. 
she wasn't I felt like everybody else in the movie was actually more engaging than she was. Yeah, I think that was a problem is it because there was those multiple storylines like going on at the same time. It was like you would get like John Cho and his wife, you know, which and like he's babysitting the child there. And they they were definitely the like and I forget her name. She's great. She's from Glow and from a million. She's becoming she's getting more work. But like I think they were probably the best actors in the movie. Um, and their story felt felt definitely felt like the most engaging. Um, anyways, I don't want to spend too much time on it, but we could definitely talk about it at some point. But uh, yeah, it's just weird. I finished it and I was like, I don't know how I for the first time in a long time I'm like, I don't know if I like that or not. And it's like again, it's hard to pinpoint a specific thing. And I tried to think about it afterwards. Like I said, the only thing I came to with is like kind of like you going back and forth between those stories is sort of like you can't really follow like a through line with the main character to really empathize or really get scared for. But again, I thought it actually had genuine, pretty, pretty great scares in it. Um, yeah. So I don't know. Anyways, it, interesting. I, definitely. I it's maybe a movie I'll revisit. Go, yeah. I think what I'm going to do is I, I think like, so I've been trying to watch things like, chronologically. Games, especially chronologically. So when I, I actually may go through and, and watch all the grudge movies and just kind of, watching like back to back. I really wanted to watch, I was kind of holding off to do that though, is to watch the TV show that they have, um, which is the Juon like origin. Mm -hmm. I think, I think it's on Netflix. Got some crazy shit in it. I'll tell you that right now. There's a, there's some creepy, crazy stuff that takes place in the show. Yeah. And I really like the original, um, like the really original Japanese horror um, of like the Ringu and, Juon, and so I, I was really interested to see it. Um, I just kind of wanted to kind of catch up on the story first. So I think I may just try this week to go through that series and, and see it, but I, I'm going to give it another try because I, I felt like one time in the theater probably wasn't enough. So we'll, we'll see if I can, if I feel any different. I've been watching the second time because it's been known to happen. But well, Right on, right on. Um, just to go through this as quickly as possible because uh, on the other, in inverse, I'll start with the great one and then I'll end on anyways. Okay. I've been on this Linda Blair kick. I rewatched Savage Street. It's one of my favorite movies. I saw, I saw that. And then I watched it because I saw that you watched it. So I was like, I was like, so all right, cool. man, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to check this out. I had nothing to do. So I was like, I'm going to watch Savage Street, which I hadn't seen in a very long time, but. You know, I'll, I'll I mean, I'm, de- I am a Linda Blair fanboy till the day I die. But uh, so there's this movie called the grotesque, which I was, I, could have sworn I had seen. I've actually passed up watching in the past being like, ah, I've seen that. But I was like, okay, well, I, I thought I was rewatching it the other night and watching it. I'm like, I don't remember this movie at all. Like, I literally don't remember. And in fact, I thought the story in my head was different, close, but, but still pretty different from what the actual film was. But first off, it's got Linda Blair. Second off, it's got one of my idols, Robert Zadar, Robert Maniac Cop Zadar who just plays like a nameless punk rock. It's got one of my uh, uh, favorite subgenres in horror, which is the comically uh, over-the-top punk rocker villains, uh, which, you know, they're 80, the, the late 70s and mid to mid 80s. For some reason, film has always portrayed punk rockers as pure, not just like maniacs, like <laughs> way over the top. The main villain, the main, like, the main, two main punk rock you know uh villains in this are so fucking over the top it's crazy um but a weird interesting movie that you know it basically uh linda blair is um 
uh, is taking her friend. Her friends had like some like breakup. So Linda Blair is going to take her out to this uh, weekend with her parents who live out in basically the middle of nowhere, uh, whose dad is basically a special effects guy for film. Um, and it's funny because like they, it's first off, it's not a good movie, but it's a brilliant movie. It's it's become it's immediately become a, a classic to me. Um, definitely kind of like gets a little like towards the, the the beginning of the third act, it starts to drag a little bit, but then it kind of goes batshit again at the end. But I'm not going to spoil anything for you because if you haven't seen, it, I think you should watch it. But I have not. It's basically. Like this weird, it's almost like, um, it starts literally like, uh, almost like Last House on the Left or like a home invasion kind of movie where like this girl and her friend go out to this, you know, cabin in the woods and they're basically stalked by these like crazy punk rock maniac, like, you know, criminals. But then some weird thing happens and it becomes a kind of like a slasher movie. But anyways, but then the ending... First, it's got Tab Hunter, uh, who at this point was like the end of his career. Um, one of the most batshit crazy endings I've ever seen in a movie, especially of its quality, uh, where you're like, what the fuck? But also kind of makes sense through the through line of the movie. Um, anyways, pure 80s genius cheesy horror. No budget. Um, the dad who's like the special effects is one of my favorite things. He's like over this big Santa Claus looking, like really jo- jovial character. But yeah, he's like this Hollywood... Uh, in fact, well, let me... Anyways, the dad's really interesting. He's this uh, special effects guy. And his, like, studio, which is, like, they spent, like, no money on his, like, personal, like, makeup of the studio. But in the background, you see, like, all of the masks from Season of the Witch. Um, there's, like, all these, like, different, like, supposedly things he created that you're like, oh, I know what that's from. But so there's one... There's the sub-ending. And then there's a second ending, which is even crazier than the sub-ending. That's okay. all, I'm gonna, but in a way that you're like, "What the fuck happened here?" Is this, Anyways, is this on Amazon? Yeah, I believe it's on Amazon Prime. Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, so there's that. The last one I want to talk about might be the worst movie I've ever seen in my life. I'm so interested to see this. And it's a movie I can't believe I didn't even know existed because it is called Death Metal Zombies. Came out in 1995. I knew I know hard rock zombies, but I didn't know they upped the ante with extreme metal to death metal zombies. Looking at um, that now. One of the worst movies I've ever seen. Almost completely irredeemable in every realm. Um, the plot is the dumbest thing I've ever seen, um, but in a way that like is so stupid it's applaudable almost. Like, but at the same time, it's not like. It's terrible. The it's one of the all the actors are just like legitimately bad. Probably friends of the director. Um, I think their director is actually in the movie, if I'm not mistaken. I think he plays one of his characters. But um, the guy's gone on to do like Phantasmagoria. Like he's had done some other movies since, but it's one of the worst things I've ever seen. To a point where I actually talked about it with other people, and like I couldn't even get through the first ten minutes. I'm like, I watched the whole fucking thing, and twenty minutes into it, I'm like, why am I watching this? But like a car crash, I couldn't take my eyes off of it. <laughs> I'm reading the the synopsis for Even now. Even the cover art is so unbelievably bad. It looks like an L7 cover. Dude, it makes L7 covers look like fucking Manowar covers. Like, um, wait, 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 wait. Wait, is the Danzig movie better than this? I mean, that had eye boobies. So I don't know, man. The like... Danzig movie is so insane. Maybe for pure insanity, it tops it. Where this is just 
the most rote. I'll tell you the basic plot. Three of the dumbest, or well, I guess one, two, three, four, like four of the dumbest, I don't know, early 20s, like metalheads, which they're like, certainly it's called Death Metal Zombies. And they apparently like, the main guy is like obsessed with this death metal band, or death metal band called Living Corpse. Um, but they wear like Kiss t-shirts and Metallica t-shirts. I'm like, by 1995, I don't know if there's any death metal kids wearing Metallica t-shirts. By that point, you know, there's anyways, but so I thought that was a little weird, but, um, but you know, even though like, you know, metalheads will definitely listen to Kiss and, you know, whatever, but, but anyways, doesn't matter. But the whole plot is like this kid like basically wins this, like his favorite bands. They're releasing a new cassette that only has a song on it that only this, the winner of this contest will get. And anyways, Apparently, it turns out that the death... Spoiler alert, the band Living Corpse is uh, creating zombies to take over the world. And they chose, like, four <laughs> bumpkin-ass, redneck, dipshit, metalhead kids uh, to start to rule the... It's the to start the zombie, zombie apocalypse? It makes me hate death metal. That's a... I was like, I'm never... I'm going to throw out all my goddamn... First wave death metal CDs, like is I can't. It, is it if from running the premise? They listen to it and then they turn into zombies. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Does, pretty much. Is it yeah. so? Is the music so bad it kills them and then rests? I mean, it's the dead. And it's also, by the way, too, the soundtrack sucks. And the band, who's like the the, it's the most. It's I was like, it's not even death metal. It's like bad. It's like power metal with shitty vocals. Like it's anyways, it's bad. It sucks. The whole movie sucks. The guy who directed it should be ashamed. Um, it's terrible. Anyways. And again, Dang. it's called Death Metal Zombies. I thought even if it's bad, it's gonna be amazing. No, nope, it just sucks. It just I mean it's so bad it's it, like I said, it you have to almost see it just to get a taste, a taste of terribleness, but it's fucking unforgivably bad. I feel like I kind of I feel like I kind of have to watch it. It's it on Amazon like, Prime. It sounds like a poor man's Return of the Living Dead. It's like well the thing is it's 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 definitely it's part of it feels like trick or treat, part of it feels like return of, like it it's 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 just it's so bad. And the it's so bad. I can't even tell you. And it tries to be like meta and funny, but it fails miserably and it's you couldn't choose four of the worst actors. I feel like the girl isn't, there's two girls, but one of the girls is like the main, she ends up kind of being like the main character in it. She's not terrible. I think it was actually the director's real like wife or girlfriend at the time, but um, she's not terrible. She's bad, but she's not, but the, the all of the other people in it are, f- it's unbelievable. Anyways. And I'm, I'm again, they're probably, you know, they're probably had no intention to be actors. They were probably forced into making this movie by their d- dipshit friend, but uh, it's still terrible. And everybody involved should be ashamed <laughs> for ruining death metal for me. Death metal and zombies. They killed both of them in one foul sweep for me. Jesus, that's that says a lot. Yeah. Says a Anyways, lot. says a lot. Um, on to you. Oh. On to you. Well, I, I won't go into too much detail. Um, I watched the two big things I watched this week are that were new, were kind of new. Um, I rewatched uh, the Haunting at Hill House on uh, Netflix, nice. um, which um, which is awesome. Like I can't wait till Clive Manor comes out. Um, I so so much appreciated watching it the second time around because I missed. I feel like I missed so much the first time around, so I was really excited to see it the second time around. Um, what else did I watch? I watched uh, I watched Doctor Sleep. I mentioned that before. Like I watched, uh, I think that last week. 
And then uh, top of I watched a movie called I See You, which um, was with Helen Hunt. It was a psychological uh, thriller, but it was kind of interesting actually. Like it was, um, it was actually yeah, a lot a, better, a lot better than I thought it was. About I saw it too. It's a really weird movie. Uh, more didn't it wasn't the movie I thought it was, but yeah, it's a it was is is Helen Hunt in it? Yeah, she plays the uh, she plays the mom. That's not that Helen Hunt. No, it is. Are you yeah. sure? Uh, look, I'm looking, I'm looking at her right now. She All looked right. like she... Uh, I don't know, man. She looked way different to me if that was Helen Hunt. Yeah, it's Helen Hunt. Yeah, Helen Hunt. And then uh, John Tenney is the, the husband. And then yep. uh, Judah Lewis, uh, who was in the babysitter as the son. Um, but yeah, it was, it was really an interesting premise because... Um, you know, just the idea, and I don't, I don't want to give too much away for anybody who hasn't seen it, but um, it's kind of it's kind of a dual premise. There's like kind of missing and murdered children. Then there's like squatters who are doing this thing called frogging, where they hop from house to house. They live in like the attic, and they only come out kind of like parasite a little bit. Like yeah. they only come out when people are away, and then they go back in the attic, and then they move on. And it's, it's a real person. thing too. I mean, yeah. it's not as prevalent as the movie makes it seem, but it's a real thing. Yeah, so it, it that was it was kind of kind of very interesting. There was kind of these dual storylines that intersected. They're very much like had a lot of red herrings in this movie. Yeah, of like pointing in the wrong direction. You kind of you think it's a kid, but it's not really. And um, so I actually thought it was for a movie I hadn't really heard of. Uh, I thought it was way better than I, I thought it was going to be. But I was kind of a challenge myself to watch something different this week, and it's kind of been on my radar for a while. And I thought, what what the hell. Um, so those were those were really kind of the two big things that, that I watched this week um, over the over the past week or so. But I do I'm super intrigued to kind of listen to watch a few of the ones that you just recommended. Um, I'll let you know I think next podcast. So. Perfect. Uh, real quick though, I do want to touch. Uh, first off, I think I I thought I see you was like, bro, it looked beautiful. It, was, it looked like a very like expensive movie. A lot of like yeah, well shot. Camera, yeah, really well looking movie. I still can't believe that Helen Hunt. She looked like a totally different person. Uh, especially because I used to think Helen Hunt was kind of cute. And then in this movie, I was like, this lady's weird looking. Um, but so I have a question. No spoiler. I'll try to spoiler free. But in the very beginning of the movie, when they show the kid get abducted, yeah, he gets basically like sucked up into the air. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Do you remember? I, yeah. What the I, fuck? Because that has nothing to do with what actually happens. No, I, I thought it was like, I thought it was a wire that knocks him off his like knocks him off his he like his he like shoots up into the trees like it's i don't know it's the weirdest choice and i so i kept thinking like what is what is, is he is it is he getting abducted by vampires well or that's what i thought it's like a, yeah at first that's what kind of led me to think like is there like something in the forest like kind yes, of is supernatural same. but yeah it's not, not work out no spoiler yeah i no i couldn't i couldn't quite figure out what that was i was i originally when I, I thought about it afterwards, like, is, like, tripwire, like, somebody, like, when they put a line across between the trees, like, to kind of knock you off yeah. and then take you, I don't know. But, like, no, and I, I, when I finished the movie, I was so fucking confused by that, I replayed it to watch that scene, and it's filmed, like, so you don't see anything, you just see the kid go, basically, he snatched off of his bike and, like, pulled upward, and so it's, it's a fucking weird moment, but it's an interesting movie, I'm glad you brought it up. Yeah, no, no, I, I really, I really, I really liked it a lot, and um, way more than I thought I would for for the actors and and whatnot that was in it. So, um, 
one, I forgot one movie I did want to just quickly say is like I tried to rewatch Ice Cream Man, the Ice Cream yeah. Man with, uh, with Clint Howard, with the ugliest actor in America, uh, uh, Clint, Clint, Clint Howard. And I remember at the time I thought it was like stupid but fun, but I, I couldn't get through it like this time. Can, can I just ask you a opinion? Yeah. Talk about doppelgangers. Uh-huh. Did, did one of those kids remind you of a young Macaulay Culkin from My Girl? Because that's every time I watch that movie, that's I always think the like the little blonde haired. Kid. The 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 one well yeah because there's two the bigger blonde haired kid had Macaulay Culkin hair yeah. he definitely had that '90s Macaulay Culkin hair, um but yeah the move I was like I remember this being at least fun but I'm like this isn't even fun this is just annoying like uh fucking kids anyways let's get into the this is a uh, uh, we're already yeah. into the we're well, really we're gonna live that we're yeah um, we're, yeah. um yeah we want to talk about monster movies it was your topic so. Uh, I, this was actually a lot more difficult than I thought because there's so many genres, like subgenres of monster movies. I was like, man, like every time I come up with one, I'm like, well, this kind of falls into like a couple different categories. So I guess my my first question is, did you put any uh, any parameters on your monster movies or any rules on these? Oh boy, did I! So let me let me just say, like, it, when I was thinking about this, it, I it really I think it dawned on me that the my, like. W- my love of monsters, I think, really does impact, like, n- everything I love, not just specifically horror, but, like, s- science fiction, fantasy, like, monsters of all ilks. Even, like, in comics, my, my favorite characters are always, like, the Thing and the Hulk, like, the more monstrous and, and like, non-human looking characters. Um, I just love monsters. I've grown up loving monsters. I was in a monster drawing club when I was a kid, just like the movie Monsters Club. But my pure love of monsters made this... L- Easily, it was the most difficult of all of the, the the list to come up with, because it could be a uh, this could be a thirty film list, and I would still feel like I was leaving all these films off. So I I, so I put a ton of restrictions on it okay. to boil it down to basically one. This is a horror podcast, so I was like, I'm going to exclude anything sci-fi or like they if these have to be monsters, not aliens, because if I'm doing that, aliens, I'm got you know. Obviously, the xenomorph is one of the most beautifully designed monsters in yep. film history. Um, the Metaluna mutant from this island Earth is one of my favorite character designs of all time. I think it's perfectly designed, uh, scary alien monster character. character. Um, so I ruled that out. I was like, no aliens. Tried to no real science fiction. Um, I was like, no, it, no vampires, no werewolves, no, no kind of monster that already kind of already has its own like genre of film. Because um, okay. you know, I, I was like, they have to be movie monsters, um, and I try to keep it horror. Since this is a horror podcast, I try to keep them mainly "quote unquote" horror movies. Um, but as we get into the list, that may kind of bend a little bit. But uh, yeah, I, I this list was literally I, I just kept writing down m- m- you know movies I loved, and I was like, no, I can't do that. So. Um, uh, you know, another, you know, I think, like I said, taking off aliens, you take off for me, I'm eliminating The Thing, which is yep. one of the best monster movies ever made. Of course. But again, it's an alien life form. I was like, mm-hmm. can't do that. Yeah. I'm gonna, I did I'm the same gonna... thing. I checked the monster room slither out there, yep. um, takes the blob off the list. Um, yep. I also personally avoided any mega monsters. So that was the other thing too. Like I took off my Godzilla's like, um, I took off like anything that was Cloverfield related, which would also fall to alien. Like, I guess you kind of say alien or multi yep. multiverse realms. So 
yeah, I was in the same boat as you. So like everything you said so far is like what I tried to hold to like for, for a list because every time I come up with it, I'm like, shit, I can't use that because that's, that kind of falls in this other sub genre. Like I also tried to avoid things that were more like, like possession related monsters. So I thought of like, yeah. uh, you know, the 1957 movie, uh, like demons, um, which has a giant demon in it, um, which is a scary old, mo- big old monster, but it's, it's more of like a, you know, hails from hell kind of. So I was like, all right, well, that's like, you know where it comes from. So anyway, um, I can but, feel that. I actually, I had made that same rule, but I kind of broke it with one of the films on my list. Um, I didn't hold too true to it. I mean, not like a hundred percent, but like I, that was kind of a last one. If I couldn't think of anything else, I would dip into it a little bit, but um, yeah. Well, we just, let's, we'll do our top five, man. Do you want to get rolling? Since it's your topic, I'll let you go first. Sure. I'll go. I'll start with, I'll start first. Uh, first off, honorable mention has to go for me to the return of the swamp thing. Um, is it a good movie? Fuck no. It's a terrible movie, but it's so much fun. But I think the, I think the Swamp Thing itself, which again has roots in, even though the movie itself isn't really a horror movie, um, um, the roots of the comic are definitely horror. It's definitely a horror-related book. Um, and the original comic book version created by Bernie Wrightson, I love, but as a character developed um, through the comics, through artists like John Tolleban and Rick Veitch and different cartoonists, started to develop the Swamp Thing's look. Um, uh, they really nailed that in the Return of Swamp Thing. I think it's one of the coolest looking like man and monster suits ever. I think it's weird. It's both faithful to the comic as well as just in a really brilliant looking character design. Um, and the suit, you know, Dick Durek, the actor, like he has the stature of a, of a monster. He's a big dude. And like with the makeup and all of the effects and the prosthetics, like it makes him seem really kind of super impressive. And uh, I don't think it gets enough credit. Um, but technically, I didn't keep it put on the list because the movie itself isn't horror, really. Um, I mean, there's monsters in it, and it, there's got some, you know, if you're a little kid, I'm sure there's some scary moments, but it's so over the top and silly. Um, in fact, there's some really gross, creepy monsters in Actually, there's some really gross shit in that movie, but anyways, that's that's my runner-up. Um, and there's could be a million, like I said, there's a million runner-ups. Um, but so my first movie, and it's this is the movie that breaks um, uh the no demons um and it's one of my favorite movie franchises to begin with but i'm talking specifically ghoulies to the ghoulies first off yes technically they're creatures from hell so they're demons but they're their own thing they're literally like their own they're ghoulies they're not yeah i mean they're well, literally accept it. i mean i'll accept it like they're yeah. But what I love, one thing I loved about it is, first off, they're both silly and scary, which is a very hard thing to pull off. Um, two is that they each have their own unique design, um, and they're re- like re- really recognizable designs. Um, I love the third or the second one specifically too. First off, it's much it's a much better movie than the first one. Doesn't drag. Doesn't have the same sort of. Um, uh, uh, it just moves at a much quicker pace. It's more fun. It also features the giant ghoulie when they all form and they create the giant ghoulie which i love um but it's just you know when i was creating this list i was like i'm not even going to talk about the movies i'm going to talk about just my favorite monsters from monster movies but 
doing that, I'm like, well, that's kind of a little bit cheating because there's some great monsters in really shitty movies. And, you know, um, I don't want to like give too much credit to a shitty movie just because they happen to have a pretty cool looking monster. Uh, so I went back and forth on that. But genuinely, I also love Ghoulies too. So it's not just the, you know, the Ghoulies look way better than they do in the first movie. And they kind of tweak the designs a little bit. The, like the makeup, the little puppets don't look as cheap as they did in the first one. Um, but yeah, the Ghoulies too. I mean, Ghoulies in general are on my list, but specifically as far as, I think Ghoulies 2 is uh, the pinnacle of Ghoulies filmdom. So Ghoulies 2 is... It's really funny you said it because one of my honorable mentions was actually the, the I thought about, but I didn't put it on the list was actually the gate because uh, the little monsters within that the minions, I, yeah, the minions, the little, and I was like, yeah. those always I always thought those were great and really a good like crux of the movie. Um, so yeah, even though they were technically like from hell, um, I still I still considered them monsters within the movie. I, I kind of put other movies ahead of that um, that were more I think monster centric, but. Um, yeah, so, totally. I'm I'm a bore with that, um, and I, I wouldn't be surprised if you had it on your list. But um, it literally replaced, or the Ghoulies replaced the Gate because I said of the two, the Ghoulies are less quote unquote demons. They literally are Ghoulies. That's their thing. Where the little characters are specifically referred to as demons, and I was like, well, that's a little too generic. Where and again, like I love the you know we talked this podcast. The Gate is literally in my top three favorite horror films ever um it's a perfect movie um in my in my eyes but uh I, as much as i love those little the little de- creature designs and even, even the bigger demon one um i feel like it's they're not as distinct or as visually interesting as the ghoulies themselves but it was literally uh, up until the final hour it was on my list so totally yeah yeah i i would totally get it and if it was on your list like i would I would totally accept that too. Um, I think they're great. Um, my number five, so I, I was like, I'm gonna come out with number five swinging because it's not, it's kind of a monster movie, but it's not, but it has a lot of monsters in it, was actually Cabin in the Woods. So um, obviously the yeah, a good portion of that movie is based on, you know, monsters of all different varieties. Um, you, you see one particular set of monsters, which is the zombies, but there's like, the merman there's like the, the unicorn there's the bat there's the evil tree like there's a ton of monsters in that movie yep. and yes they then most of them reside in the last like 30 minutes of the film uh but still like at its at its core like i feel like it's you know i feel like it, it is a good monster movie because any of those things could have come out um so i put that one on at the end even though as much as i love the movie um it is it's not I wouldn't consider that 100% a true monster movie because it's not really the crux of the movie, but um, it has a lot of really great monsters in it and a lot of really great practical effects. Um, so I was like, well, the other one it was actually neck and neck with was Scary Stories Tell in the Dark, which also has some really great practical effect monsters as well. Um, obviously, that's very supernatural related, um, which they're not from hell. They're just they're just No, they're just... Yeah, um, and, and I think... Easily the best thing about it is, I enjoy the movie a lot, but the best thing about it is adapting the illustrations to a, a real world setting and making them super fucking creepy. So yeah, the, the monsters in, in that movie are easily the best part of the movie. Uh, I love it. Great. If you'd put that on, I would have been like, hell yes. It's yeah, it was, it was neck and neck. And I was like, well, I, I actually went with one that had more monsters in it um, versus the two, but I, I probably like them equally for different reasons. Um, but yeah, both both movies I think like have good like scary monsters, 
good good effects um and like they're like they don't just know the type of monster that kind of stands out and to your point too like there are a lot of great monsters within movies um there's one i actually almost put on here which was jack's jack brooks monster slayer which has the uh the robert england uh professor monster um which is pretty cool but the movie itself sucks so yeah um i was like well i don't i don't really want to put it on my list even though i love robert england so uh, but yeah, Captain in the Woods is my number five uh, to start off with. Um, though I do think there's some more like on my list more true monster movies uh, that I felt like deserved kind of a higher, higher title. Perfect. Um, so this one, I think you may might be on your list. I know we've talked about in this thing before, um, but when doing this, I thought about what is a genuine true monster movie, which features humans against monsters and monsters that are legitimately either completely original concept or are just that's what they are they are monsters um and also is it also happens to be in a great movie and uh so my number four is the descent um it was literally my number four (laughs) is it really (laughs) yeah i I don't see put on because i thought for sure you'd put it on but i was like i just figured i almost didn't put it on but i i felt like it would be doing it a disservice by like actually keeping it off so i uh i did put it on uh just on the lower end but I yeah same exactly the same so I think my thing for my reason for really putting it on because again this list was uh, had so many different versions of this list but I think first off it's a great movie it's a it's Gareth I think it's Gareth Edwards' best movie um, I think it's tense it plays with the setting perfectly um, if you're already afraid of being underground this movie is just gonna fucking really amp that fear up. Um, but I think what it, what I loved about it was its originality. He made these original creatures. Um, and do I think the actual creature designs are that great? No, not really. They're basically kind of like rat people. But um, in the setting, they work so well. I give them mad props for creating something new. And again, they serve their purpose so well in the movie that it's truly scary. And, and a lot of times monsters can be kind of fucking silly. Um, there's a ton of great like um not the breed there's anyways there's all these like movies that are like fun movies but the monsters themselves are so like over the top that you're like well this is a cool movie but it's not scary or the monsters like cool looking but not scary well this this movie is legitimately scary and when the monsters are on there it's fucking intense so that's why i was like it, there's, it definitely deserves a place uh again just even for somebody creating a new monster out there um and doing it with like it's like its own concept and its own you know vision. I'm like big props to that. So the descent is my number four. Yeah, hundred percent. And to your point too, it works. That type of monster movie works perfect in the setting that it's in. Um, they probably obviously if they weren't stuck in an underground cave and there wasn't an element of claustrophobia, and these things are just lurking in the dark, it probably wouldn't be as as scary. Um, but um, that being said, I, I feel like the monster and its habitat are like, they kind of go hand in hand with each other in these movies. So I feel like you, you have to have the monster in, a, in an almost an appropriate setting to really make it like worthwhile watching because if you, if you take it out of its element, right? Like it doesn't really do any good whatsoever. Um, so I totally agree. That's why it was on my list. And, and I did find them really creepy um, as well. I love the fact that you don't get a really good glimpse at them like right away. Um, so that actually adds an element, but it's just really just some really good, like it's just a, the monster in the wild type type mentality. So um, yeah, totally agree. It was right, 
my list is number four, so that's freaking hilarious that it was yours. Um, I'm wondering so if you're number, I wonder if I wonder, wonder if there's another one that that will also make it on your list. Um, I'm wondering that too. Yeah. I mean, well, let's see what your number three is. In fact, is. I think I think two I think two of them might be on your list. Okay, we'll uh, see. So my number three, um, which is one of the ones I feel, feel like might be on your list, is um, Pumpkinhead. Um, it's not on my. It's actually not on my list. Um, surprisingly enough. Um, so I'll let you go forward. Oh, interesting. Um, so first off, again, I went with the concept. Uh, it is an original monster um, with its own mythology. Um, I guess it is kind of a demon, kind of like a spirit, but it's such its own thing and it has its own mythology. Um, beyond that, I think it's the Stan Winston's design is Mwah! fantastic. It's, I think it's literally in that same conversation as the Xenomorph, where it's like all the proportions of it, it's almost humanoid face makes it extra creepy. It's not like so distorted that it's like, it's, it's like hard to decipher. It's, it's got a very almost like human style face, but on this, you know, this giant kind of pumpkin shaped head, uh, it's all of its extra long, almost like mangled limbs. It's just a fucking brilliant monster and genuinely scary. At the time that movie came out, you know, things, um, uh, you know, through age, things that once were impressive can seem kind of less impressive over the years. But if you see, if I see a a, a photo or a, a a sculpture or whatever of Pumpkinhead, to this day I'm like, fuck, that's a cool looking monster. And again, it's a good movie. It's a, we've talked about this the movie on the podcast. It's you know, it's a very I actually think it's a very underrated movie. Um, it has a you know, it's it has its own morality to it. Um, but just a great cool monster original concept and monster with its own mythology and i think it's just a really underappreciated film so yeah 100 percent. and I, I agree with you actually I never really uh gave it a whole lot of thought about the design of the pumpkin head versus the design of the xenomorph but they are very very much like aligned with each other they they do look a lot alike i'm really glad you called that out because I, I do think that not putting a xenomorph on the list but this would be like a, a, a next like Non, yeah, which let's 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 alien let, version, but yeah, yeah. Let's just go on the record of saying yes. The xenomorph is the xenomorph and the predator are two of the coolest monsters ever designed, but they are aliens. Uh, we've so if once we do our top, which I, we've already done aliens actually, I think on the show, right? Have, we we have, but then I mean that opens up to a whole lot. It opens to yeah. xenomorphs, predators, the creatures from attack the blocks. Yeah. I mean, there's there's so many that the there's thing, so many. there's just so the blob. There's so many things you can put on that list that's like and again so 88 blob was on my list and you know yeah. for the, up until like two hours ago but then i was like i can't it's alien so i can't you yeah. know i think it's like such a you know cool monster and that the movie life i think again so you actually i you could have possibly put it on the on the list because uh, i believe in the 88 blob they blamed it on uh a russian biogen uh, agent oh. so it was it was non it was actually non-alien it was like that's human, right human in my head it's always the original meteorite but, yeah but i thought the same thing myself like until you just said it i'm like wait a minute no they changed that point in the 88 version um and it made made it humanoid like human made um not not alien but you say the blob you say the blob and most people think that it's yeah alien meteor related, from so. space yeah yeah totally. but yeah so my number three pumpkin head what's your number three now i'm curious my number three is uh, to go with kind of the descent. It's actually Chud. Oh, 
Chuds. Yeah, Chuds. That didn't even come up in my head. That's what I'm saying. There's so many good monsters. Yeah, there, too. Um, of course. Those uh, we talk about original designs uh, within within those movies and effects. Like just the scene alone, like at the very beginning, where the woman's walking her dog and gets like pulled into the store. Yeah. Like just the claw alone. Like looking at those things, they are uh, they're just the creepiest fucking looking things ever. Uh, yeah. And so I feel like that goes along with that kind of question of like the setting um in kind of the homeland sewer environment like under the bridges like the perfect place for the chance to live um it's just an amazing movie the effects are great it's just a great monster um, yep absolutely overall i mean you just you can't mess with that design at all um they're, they're just really i mean they look alien-like but they're not alien-like um as far as they ever explain in the movie so um it's just uh, to me, it's always just an amazing movie, and it actually didn't even occur to me like until the eleventh hour, until we were talking about doing a, a top five list. And I was really sort of like to drill into like what are what were like I put in my top five list, and I was like, duh, like Chud has to be on there because Chuds are great, um, and they're just the the pinnacle to me of like an eighties eighties monster um, yeah. that is not to your point like interplanetary. Um, and so. again, they're their own. Even though they're playing off the concept we've had of like, you know, reptilians underground or yeah. subterranean monsters, uh, very much like the Descent. Like, they're its own thing. Um, first off, if you can't appreciate the acronym Chud Cannibalistic Humanoid Underground Dwellers, if you if that if that doesn't appeal to you, you I don't know what you're doing listening to this podcast because that is genius. Yeah. Um, I have a couple other ones you can listen to, but this is not one for you. Yeah, exactly. So, but yeah, I, I'm actually ashamed myself that it didn't come up on my list. Nah, it's okay. No worries. I was actually, I was, I was thinking after you mentioned the descent, I'm like, crap, I'm like, if you pick Chud on there, that's two for two. Um, but I'm, I'm glad I put it uh, because Pumpkinhead was not on my list and I'm kind of ashamed I didn't put that on there either. So uh, that's what we're here good, for. It's a good balance, buddy. Uh, what's your number two? So unlike you, uh, there's no way I'm leaving off uh, uh, colossal monsters, uh, giant monsters, kaiju. There's there's no way. And, uh, you know, especially, there's no way I'm not going to respect the king of the monsters, uh, which all started in 1954 as Gojira. Uh, first off, it is a horror movie. Uh, at the time, it was, it was, obviously, it's a science fiction film as well. But it was the horrors of atomic weaponry. It was it it's it's an allegory for the horrors of war. Um, Godzilla is the king of the monsters for a reason. Um, the original and again is not is the original Gojira my favorite? No, but is it the best movie? Probably. Um, you know everything about it really worked. Um, the black and white cinematography uh, doesn't get enough credit. It's a really beautiful looking movie. Um, at the time it. Obviously, it's legendary for a reason. Um, you know, it, it, it basically changed the world. Even though it's based off of things like Gargantua, like other science fiction giant monster movies that come before it, none of them had the impact Godzilla did. Um, and again, truly at the time was a very terrifying movie. Like it, it seems hokey these days to us, but at the time it was a, it was a horror movie. Um, you know, Godzilla was a monster trampling people, destroying cities. Like the, I mean, literally that's, you know, almost the definition of a monster. Um, now is Godzilla my favorite of the Godzilla universe uh, or of the, 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 you know, giant monster? No, if I'm being honest, Gamera uh, is my favorite giant monster of all time. 
Godzilla's a close second. Godzilla's Godzilla for a reason. He's a, he's an icon. Um, again, he is called King of the Monsters for a reason. Um, yeah, but he's again, there's even I think Gigan. There's other characters, other monsters in the Godzilla universe, which I think are more of my favorite aesthetic monsters. But Godzilla's like legendary. Godzilla versus Bambi uh, is one of the funniest short films of all time. Um, one of the quickest little stupid. I mean, it's one of the dumbest things ever. But um, but yeah, it's it's he's Godzilla, man. Like, and the original uh, 1954 Gojira is a great movie. Again, legitimately at the time was considered a horror movie, um, and changed the world. Uh, so I had to put him on the list. There's no way I, I was going to disrespect the King well, of the Monsters. Well, there's no way I didn't think you weren't going to put it on the list because that's your wheelhouse. So. Um, yeah, and, and most of the ones that I can think of were interplanetary aliens. So uh, I just and that's the thing is he's and that's the thing that's why Godzilla not. is not he is he is not an alien. They've changed back and forth what he is, but technically he's a through depending on if you're going which version of Godzilla originally and why I went with with uh, the King of the Monsters. He is a byproduct of atomic nuclear fallout. So therefore, is a man-made monster. So, well, I, we I figured he was going to land in your list because Godzilla is your, your yeah, favorite yeah. or one of your favorites. So, um, all right, man, I can appreciate that. Um, so, uh, my number two getting getting that the classic mythology is uh, it's Willow Creek, um, which is the uh, Bigfoot movie. That's right, Bigfoot the Bobcat. Movie. Bobcat, right, the Bobcat. Yeah. yeah, it's a yeah. good movie. Um, great found footage film. I, I love a good like Bigfoot movie. Um, and there are men and the thing is there's a shit ton of god or uh bigfoot movies but most of them are terrible yeah well that that was the big surprise to me number one bobcat um which when i found out he he had created this movie i was like wow like not you know it's a guy that i i you know shakes the clown (laughs) police academy and it's just not creating a solid horror like about footage horror movie but i it was a great movie and on top of that like you don't always think a Bigfoot is scary, right? It's like elusive. Yep. Nobody ever sees like Loch, like Nessie, like great right? Loch Ness is huge, but you wouldn't. I, I see very few horror movies that are Loch Ness oriented. Um, but like cryptozoology is is very fascinating, and yep. Bigfoot, can, I imagine, would be terrifying if you ran into him. So um, I love the premise. To me, it was a very solid monster movie and a found footage movie on top of that, which isn't always easy to do when you're dealing with. Right that type of genre. So um, I, I had to put on my list and out of all the Bigfoot movies that I've seen, it's definitely one of the top ones for me. So I, I had to I had to throw it on there. So not as not as big as Godzilla, but yeah, you know, it's still Bigfoot or Daryl if you watch the progressive. Exactly the commercials so. yet. <laughs> yeah, I mean I'm, I love I mean I love I love squatching. I mean, I'm a big fan of a, and it's weird because yeah. it would never have even dawned on me. But yeah, that's great. And I think like you said to your credit, uh, you know not a lot of uh i mean he's such an interesting monster because he's you know what a complex mythology yeah. no disrespect for if you believe sasquatch really exists but anyways that bobcat actually created a, a genuinely pretty scary yeah. monster movie using that that concept way way scarier than i thought it would have been coming from bobcat but very impressive guy all the same so um, shout out to shout out to Bobcat for creating right. a great movie. I am so excited to see what your number number one is. Um, 
I wonder if we have the same movie. Um, we'll see. Hey, so, really quick, really, yeah. really quick. I just want to say Bigfoot did exist. The uh, Gigantophagus or whatever that thing was called. Uh, this is the actually became extinct. Yeah, that it's a, it was actually a real thing that became extinct. And yeah. it was just a, a really big, big monkey. Yeah, exactly. But anyway, there were giant sloths too. I, I don't know if you know that, but anyway. yeah, I did um, see that. I saw I saw what a real one would look like, and yeah, it's uh, crazy. Anyway, what is so anyways, number on, one? My number one, uh, it's hands down. I still think in cinema history, it ekes out the greatest, most elegant monster design in the history of cinema. Um, in a, from a studio that was famous for creating genius monsters. Uh, I think it's the most elegant, the most beautifully designed monster in the history of cinema. I think it outbeats Xenomorph. I think so many, you know, different people may put other monsters ahead of it, but he's, it's Creature from the Black Lagoon. Um, it's the most, especially if you think about of the time, the fact that, first off, it's just, just aesthetically, it's it's beautiful. It's a beautifully designed, very memorable you know, and through the, the series is like, you know, the creature that, you know, uh, who walks and like, you know, as they started to develop it and made it more human, um, they did some cool things with it. But the original Creature of the Black Lagoon is perfect. Not only is it beautifully designed, but if you think about what the film was able to do with that, first of all, water is notorious for being makeup and suits like biggest enemy. Foam latex expands in the water, makes it heavy. It, things start coming apart at the seams they were able to film these gorgeous underwater sequences with this f- completely believable monster. Um, it's a gorgeous looking movie. The, there's, I mean, it's one, it's, it's easily my, if it's, it's creature from the black loom and the Brad Franks. And I think are my two favorite universal monster movies just as movies. But um, you know, obviously you could put Frank, the original Bar- Boris Karloff, Dick Smith, you know, um, Frankenstein on this list. Great creature design, monster design. Frankenstein being one of the most iconic monsters ever. But to me, it's at, the creature wins in every category. It's one of the most beautifully crafted. I mean, the everything about it, the details in the suit, its silhouette, um, what they could do with it. Anyways, I could talk about Creature of the Black Lagoon until my fucking lips fell off. But obviously, I think it to me it will always be the most perfectly designed monster in cinema history. It wasn't my number one, but I had a, fe- I had a feeling it might be your number one because uh, I know how much you like the classic Universal monsters. When you said no vampires and no werewolves, uh, that I had, a, I had a feeling that like Creature from the Black Lagoon that would have been on like on the table. And that's the thing um, is that's what I one thing is too is while there have been you could talk about Dracula, but you could also talk about the thousand other of uh, you know cinemas vampires and all the different amazing werewolves. Uh, Gilman is the Gil. I mean, he create the creature is the like that concept. It started with the creature, and I mean, you know, there there might be folklores about mermen and stuff like that, but cinem- cinematically, everything that's come cr- like from it, whether it's um, you know, um, what is the the Guillermo del Toro movie that just uh, came out, Abe Sapien, or whether it's Abe Sapien or, uh, or Shape of the Water, Shape or, of Water, yeah. they're always going to be like, oh, you mean the creature of the Black Lagoon guy? So exactly. I mean. Anyways, but that that's my number one. I'm super curious to find out what your number one is. <laughs> um, we, we've talked about this one, but it is just it has a fond place in my heart. Um, as the, to me, it's like the prototype of a monster movie. 
which is uh which is Tremors. Um it is uh it's if it, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, no, I'm no I was gonna say if it if it was on my list, but I because I said it had to be a horror movie and technically I don't know what it's, you would call it. I, you know, yeah, it's I, I was considered more in like the horror comedy realm, but yeah. to me it is a true monster movie. Absolutely. Um, I, I agree hundred percent. Agree hundred percent. Uh, and Talk about, I mean, the whole idea we talk about, like, with a lot of these monsters is the originality behind the design. Yep. And, you know, Graboids, I forget what you think about, like, future installments and, like, other shows. I still enjoy them, but the original, like, Graboid, like, with the, with the snake-like tentacles that come out of the mouth to grab people. The mandibles. The man, yeah, I mean, Everything. always, you know, this prehistoric yet very like evolved creature I, I always loved like you know when kevin bacon and burt ward are like looking at like all the different designs got the, the spikes to push it through the earth like yep. it's a very cool design um in, in an area and talk about like environment right in an area in the middle of the desert where it's just all like soft silk and desert land like to, to roam through like it's it's perfect to me um so like it was one of the first things that came to mind when I thought of like what well, I consider like a classic, like true monster movie. Like no origin, you know where it came from. You just definitely it could be for space, it could be evolutionary, who knows? But um I, I just I love the design of it, I love the effects of it. Um and even though it's not like technically scary, it would be some people call it in the realm of horror. Um I know it's what it was advertised as, even though like if you watch it it's more fun and adventurous than it is. Um, but there's, you know, some scary scenes, you know. Absolutely, uh, and the thing is, the concept itself is fucking terrible. It's basically sharks. It's basically under, a land shark, and it's terrifying. There. That yeah. concept as a kid scared the fuck out of me. You're but the right. movie is so much fun; it's not even remotely scary. But yeah. aesthetically, when so when I was doing this, my list based off of just what are my favorite movie monsters, it was my number three because it, it is one of the most perfect looking monsters. And again, it is. It is basically like an update of like them or like those classic monster movies of the fifties yeah. and early sixties. It's a, f I couldn't agree more. Like I said, I had to take it up because it wasn't, it no, to totally, totally, forward, totally but, agree. And, and I, and I totally agree that it is not like as scary. So the other monsters that are, that are out there, like in the scripting, but the design itself and the monster itself to me are like very terrifying. Um, it could have been a very scary movie if you chose to make it that way. Uh, but yeah, I, I felt like just again, like there's definitely scary parts. I mean, the, the yeah. whole when it, at night when they pull the card into the ground, like that's a scary. Oh yeah, movie. yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. But then just the headlights sticking up. But then yeah, I, I, it's like Burt Ward and uh, and Kevin Bacon. They they add that like whole comedic element to it. Um, the whole movie. Uh, I mean, they call graboids for fuck's sake. Gra graboids. Uh, in future ass blasters in future installments. But um, but yeah, I think just like you, like you had to put Godzilla on there, like. I, I had to put this on there. It's it's a monster. It's near and dear. I actually almost put Monster Squad on there because it had all of the monsters in there. Uh, um, I was I, I didn't do that because I didn't go in with the classics of like the Wolfman and vampires and things like that. Though it did have the uh, did have the Gil Man and that was. Uh, but I was like, you know, what? I'm, I'm gonna leave it off um, of the list because I know there are other things that would have fit in better. But yeah, that's I mean, it's my number one. Yeah, it's funny. It's. I did the same thing with Monster Squad. In fact, it was when I said we should do monster, like when I proposed let's do monster movies, it was one of the first movies I thought about. I mean, full disclosure for our listeners, uh, at work we have, t I, we have teams, you have your own teams, like 
I have a team of employees underneath me. I lead a team. You create your own name of your team. The name of my team is the Monster Squad. So, of course, it's going to be one of the first movies that come to my mind. It's, but again, it's like, you know, are, is it the best movie featuring those characters? I don't know. But, I mean, again, this, I, we could do, so this whole podcast could just be monster movie. Like, monster, film monsters are my favorite thing. It's like, as much as I love slashers and giallos and, you know, ghost movies and movie monsters will always have my heart. So, you know, and the Monster Squad features done them. But fucking the Tremors, I can't. I can't blame you. Goddamn, what a perfect monster. Genuinely scary, uh, but also fun. And like, you know, yeah. but again, the design, it, it, you know, they, using the film logic, they made them make biological sense. I don't know if, I don't know really, you know, science blows your mind. Like the fact that snakes can do what they do, even though like right. the bi- biomechanics, like how does that even work with like, but uh, brilliant design, the graboids or ass blasters, whatever you want to call them. I think, uh, all, whatever they are i'm with you though i do think like later on when they develop legs and the different iterations that's cool but to me the original yeah. film will always be perfect so always always number one in my books so but yeah this was a great topic dude I'm, I'm really glad you said monster movies because i feel like there's so many out there that are that i definitely feel like this deserves like a version like a 2.0 yeah, we, we could uh, definitely do a two-point. Down, down the, yeah, down I know. The line. Like, a lot of the times we say, like, yeah, we, we need to revisit this one. But I think Monster Movies is one that we probably should revisit, like, for real, for real. It's, uh, that was actually really fun listening to you all today. Well, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's uh, always fun to get together. Sometimes uh, we have to go a little bit longer, like, I, I doing can, this. I but two shits how far, how long we go. Uh, it's, well, a super uh, size, it's a super size episode. Yeah, it's episode one hundred and one. It is the turn of the new and improved century. Rodriguez show of the century of Tank Rodriguez and the Texas Podcast Massacre. But that being said, if you enjoyed listening to this, make sure you subscribe and follow us on Spotify and iTunes or Apple Podcasts, I should say, and give us a five star review. Follow us on social media at Tank Rod Pod. You can use the hashtag TP Massacre. Uh, but yeah, no. Any last sentiments before we go, guys? Yeah, man, keep America strong. Watch horror movies. Yeah, support man. your local monster. Hey, yes. yeah. Which, I got a Shutter subscription. Nice, nice. Hey, I'm moving up in the world. <laughs> Sweet man. Uh, you should also check out Tubi. Tubi's a shout out. To, shout out to Tubi. Uh, free app. They have a ton of great horror movies on there. Um, yeah. Great place if you don't want to pay for it. It's free. And uh, you watch a couple commercials, but it's uh, I'm fine with that. Yeah, it's it's yeah. not too not too bad actually. They're pretty short, um, but yeah, I always find great stuff to watch in there as well. Good Amazon. deal. I'm excited. And, yeah, Shutter, check it out, man. It's, it's great stuff. Their originals are good. So um, yeah, it's awesome. I, I guess closing, what I would say is, uh, you know, uh, don't be a monster yourself, and and wear your goddamn face mask. God damn it, um, wear your fucking mask. So wear your mask. Don't be a monster. Part of this okay? life. It's um, not the world that I'm right. supposed to be in. That's right. So uh, just a, your that's your PSA of the day. Uh, yeah, don't be don't be a monster wearing goddamn masks. Uh, wear a goddamn mask. So, hey. Some of you out there, ugly enough, you should be wearing masks even without the oh. pandemic. But... Oh. Shots fired. <laughs> anyway, guys, what? Go ahead. No, no, it's fine. Are you sure? I was going to say it. people in glass houses, but anyways. Yeah. There we go. But hey, no, you're. Hey, man, I'm not. I'm not. I'm, I mean this. I, I'm not trying to be like a backhanded compliment, but.
but your face is so, is thinning down, dude. I just wanted to say that on the podcast. Yeah, I appreciate I that. Tell. I like, appreciate that as I sip my diet soda. Is it a mixture of like like actual dieting and stress or what? <laughs> uh, well, I'll tell you what, man. Anxiety anxiety is always a a good uh, good good for the losing the pounds. But no, I've been I've been taking it very seriously. Uh, I won't say how much I've lost on this podcast because it will be fun. embarrassing to me. But uh, well, um, you said it before, but you know, keep it up. Not on not on record, but uh, anyways. But yeah, no. In fact, I uh, my elliptical, my new elliptical is coming in the mail. Uh, hopefully by Monday or Tuesday. So, uh, so hopefully it, that the journey continues. But yeah, man. Thank man. you for noticing. Hey, no, all, yeah, you could. It is a big difference, dude, and I'm I'm very proud of you. Uh, but yeah. You know, for Jimothy James Dean, Dirty Dirty Derek, I'm Tank Rodriguez, and we'll see you on the next one. Okay, bye. Peace.